0: causing a major disturbance on my
1: time. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? The I Don't Know Dude podcast. I'm the dude. And we are live. Episode, who knows? I'm not counting anymore. (laughs) Uh, We have Justin Safier here. He is the owner of the restaurant group. Want to introduce it?
0: Sure. Joseph's Restaurant Group. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Most famously, um, brick and mortar in um, uh, in Santa Monica. And uh, what was another good one you guys had going on?
0: Bar down in Cabo.
1: Yeah, Bar in Cabo. Um, and then you guys got some other stuff going on in the Midwest.
0: We have some. We actually did a few brick and mortars throughout Kansas City and uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas.
1: Yeah, yeah. So those are going good. No H. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to bring them on to talk about the state of the restaurant industry and how it's affecting you. The- <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's, it's
0: pretty horrible.
1: Yeah, P- pretty horrible in the sense that, that, that um, Justin they just went through a remodel, refresh, and they, and they turned brick and mortar into Tipsy Chef.
0: Tipsy Chef. Yeah, we did our grand opening on March 4th, and we did our grand closing on March 14th. So. Wow. <laughs> it was a great run. <laughs> 10 days. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a rough one. Yeah, yeah, M- Martin about timing. yeah,
1: bustling, going off, and then all of a sudden restaurant industry went bust.
0: The world, the world the whole world, the whole hand. world
1: everything shut down. And and you know, when you uh when you've been running a successful restaurant and you do and you're doing everything right, food's amazing, that that place I've DJ'd there for years, Actually, helped run their social media for a little bit. Um, I always take pictures of their food. It's beautiful. The restaurant was pumping. And we're talking restaurants don't usually do well, even on, even, even, even they operate at what, a 15% margin? You're killing it?
0: Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, a 50% margin, if you are a successful restaurant and you're running on a 15%, percent margin, and how much did your sales drop?
0: Oh, I mean, from what we were, i I'm like now? immediately
1: to like what you're doing on the outside now.
0: Oh, I mean ninety percent
1: yeah yeah so yeah so so when you when you you're cutting staff, you're cutting jobs yeah um and and you just reopened a brand new restaurant and, and and you're not the only one out there there's so many people out there have opened up new restaurants and and you know have their dreams and in, in blood sweat and tears locked into it, yeah, and then boom
0: and then I mean boom. yeah it, it's a it's an unfortunate set of circumstances for everyone you know i I, I know a buddy who was in escrow to buy a place and so he got lucky enough that this happened to buy a restaurant to, he was in escrow to buy uh rick's on main street in in santa monica and um he was able to get out of escrow so it was almost good for him you know just that it just happened almost perfectly for him but uh everybody else i mean it's living know, by the seat of their pants we're trying well you try to pivot everyone's doing these to you know as much to go uh, as you can do you try to at the outdoor parklets going. People dining in the streets or in the parking spots. Yeah, thank
1: God, Tipsy Chef has that little outside area. Area, yeah. right? So I don't know. It, it, and and wasn't it a racket? I think Manhattan Beach charged two thousand dollars per restaurant to be able to do the outside thing. Did they charge you any money to do that?
0: No, no money. But the, the crazy part is we have a lot more stringent restrictions. Like we can't put any kind of electricity out there, so it's dark at night. You could at first we weren't even allowed to do any heaters. Yeah, uh, we're not allowed to decorate the K rails. So it's a lot of a lot of things that I think they could improve upon. I mean, even where they they had kind of haphazardly put them throughout Main Street, just like oh, this will be a good solution, and they put them in front of a place that's been out of business for years, a place that's for wow. sale, a bank, uh, you know, like a, a yeah. hat store. It's like what are they doing? Like they just, it's like they're 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 not really thinking through. And, and 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 to be fair, no one really knows what we're going through. And Knows what the yeah, right solution is. It, it's like is. people
1: blind. They're like, "Oh yeah, I've been Doordash and I've been supporting these restaurants." So that yeah. they're not
0: supporting anybody. Doordash will take thirty five percent. Yeah, and then,
1: yeah, and then you have to raise your price what, what, What's crazy about Tipsy Chef though is that is that it's not a Doordash type experience. Right, you can't just right. do a well, yeah. to go on on your on your on your, on that mother's chicken I love so we much. We were
0: also going to be a uh, communal dining style, so it's a lot of shared plates and. That's yeah. a thing of the past.
1: Yeah. And yeah. So, so, so there's, a, there's a, people are forgetting about these countless restaurants that are all about the dining experience. And the plates are built around having a good time with your friends, right. sharing, yada, yada. And it is, and, and I think these are the unsung, unspoken of, untalked about, um, ignored things about this restaurant industry because how many employees do you have total at peak?
0: I mean we were doing, you know, about fifty employees at each one of our restaurants, you know, six restaurants. So and how many are you running now? Well, they're all running just in different capacities. Right. But employees, it's yeah. like five. Okay, so how many okay, most. how
1: many would you have on shift at a peak at a peak Friday?
0: Almost twenty people. Twenty
1: people on one shift. How many how many people are on shift now? Like four. Four. And that's like let's do the math there, people. That's what, ninety percent?
0: Twenty percent. What 80% no, decrease? Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's, 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 80, that's, take that number and extrapolate that the jobs, decrease in tips, decrease yeah. in, 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 uh, just a peace of mind.
0: Yeah. Just gone. You know, it's hard. It's hard because you want to, you want to get, you want to do everything you can to get people money, get them back to work. But at the same time, some people are making more money on unemployment, although that's now just ended. So we'll see how that goes through and, and Congress. I, th- I
1: think the disgusting part about it is that, more businesses that had enough that didn't deserve it, um, didn't get the correct amount of loans. I'm pretty sure, you know, you guys, you guys got your loans and
0: well, and then the, the thing is, you know, in the beginning it was, you had 10 weeks to spend it. Yeah. So people start spending it, you know, it's like, I've got to get so this spent in order to be forgiven. Up. And then once it's spent, you're still at a, you know, a very distinct disadvantage where there's zero dining inside. There's, yeah. you know, limited to go food. Um, there's also
1: it. there's also the the employees and the um the the tip thing if someone you know there's very generous people i've seen come to a restaurant and I've seen people tip you know forty on a hundred yep. sixty on sixty on two hundred tw- uh, you know twenty on fifty or this like at the bar here's a ten here's a five and 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 these tip these tip these tips the tip economy has collapsed as well because that is not only, not only that, that's it probably equals a, a full on hundred percent decrease in everything. Because if you add the tips in there, that overtakes what that, what that other increase you, yep. or what the rest is, It just, it demolishes everybody's income. And, you know, I've been, in, I've been DJing for 20 years. I've been in the restaurant business for 20 years. I've DJed bars, restaurants, including uh, Justin's over here, Tipsy Chef in Santa Monica, uh, used to be brick and mortar. Um, the brunch used to go off.
0: Yeah. We're and, and we're doing three about, times a day. We're actually thinking about maybe returning to a little bit of the um bottomless mimosas that we used to do at Brick and Mortar just because uh at this time we'll do anything. Oh.
1: Yeah, um, no. I was like, no, saw something in the ground. No, right. but, but I'm saying do you think you'd be like, "Hey guys, outside summer branch on the patio, are going to let well, that go?"
0: That's the other the other problem is that they're, you know, at the same time people want to c- keep you in business, there's you know, governors and mayors saying, "Please don't go out. Don't go out to crowded restaurants. Don't go out to large, you know, groups of Everything people." Everything you don't want to hear. So it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't. It's not the most business friendly. And I totally get it. Now, you know, I don't want to put anyone at risk either. But at the same time, you don't get. You don't get the best opportunities to make your uh, your money to, <laughs> that you need to survive.
1: And, and and every single safety measure is the exact opposite of what you do at a restaurant. Like I share drinks yeah. with my friends. Yeah. I'm dipping in the same. Well, hummus. yeah, I mean, you,
0: you grew up in the restaurant business. You don't even ask twice. You just take food right off of somebody else's plate and. Dude,
1: and 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 yeah. and and here, try this
0: drink. Try that drink. Well, get everything on the menu and you share it. And and and, and not
1: <laughs> to mention that though, too, a good bartender uses his hands a lot. Yep. Of course, he uses gloves and stuff and everything now, and he take those safety measures. But like. I kind of never minded that. Like, yes, they wash your hands. Yes, you know, m- maybe dirty or not. But, but like, I always liked a hands-on yeah, bartender no, I mean, it's, doing it's, those craft cocktails. It's a natural and part of the that, game. Putting that little lemon squeeze in there, that little lime squeeze. Yeah, you I mean, know?
0: that's how you get the. That's how you get the love. It's, it's work with the hands. And it's they a labor pop it. They
1: shake it. They do all the things. And the gloves just seem like you, know, you, what, you
0: lose feel. You lose. I mean, I don't want to put a glove in my mouth. You know, it's like it whatever that flavor and, and, tastes and like. And
1: honestly, a little bit of a human interaction is actually healthy for the body. Right. Right, being being yeah. how often do you get sick? Never. I never get sick. Right. Right, we've been around so many people our entire lives. We've built up this this this, this crazy diversity of microbiomes yep. to where to where our I never I rarely amazing. see you sick. I don't know if you remember I can't remember the last time oh. I was technically sick. And like and it's like
0: well, coronavirus but other than that. Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> Who's got the rona? Um,
0: antibody positive. <laughs> Bulletproof. Yeah. Do
1: you think they should issue people who have antibodies that can just go back inside? Remember we were talking yeah. about that earlier? Yeah, there's like we,
0: like you get a free pass. It's like, okay, you're good to go. It's like you've got you the antibodies the test. Like it's,
1: it's like, what about the millions of people that got it and are over it and now they want to go back to their normal lives as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't see why that wouldn't be allowed or why why not? It it, it, it we have this, you know, population of people who could Go Back to normalcy, if you will, yeah. and uh, they're not allowed to do that either.
1: You ready, Gavin, Gav, Governor, <laughs> yeah. Governor Newsom? Are you crazy I'm oh, just plain stupid? <laughs> <laughs> it's That's like, great. dude, let's get this tip economy coming back. Like, I haven't had a gig well, since a February, huge,
0: and it's a huge part of the economy. I mean, the, re- the restaurant business in America is. I don't know the exact numbers, but it's one of the largest employers, you know, and, and we've by got far. all these people out of work.
1: By by far, yeah. And and because the largest employers are all closed down right now. People don't understand this. This economy is it's being propped up by these trillion dollars. We're about to get another one, but the one of the largest subset of jobs in this country are shut. and and, and okay, now let's talk about. I want to talk about the DJ world. Used to pay very generously to most DJs. DJs loved playing there. You had a nice setup, and now your DJ your DJ setup is hasn't been used or touched. And that's that's my economy that I'm really familiar yep. with. All my friends, I had four weddings booked. It's all was, the ancillary I was stuff, doing like you know? three gigs a week. Well, the, well, and, I
0: mean, it's it's all. You think about all the ancillary or you know indirect, even direct parts. We've got all our liquor reps that have been furloughed. All our Beer and wine reps have been furloughed. Yeah, you know they they bring they brought one person back, and I think they lasted one day. They they because they laid off even more people. So
1: dude, and 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 furlough is a weird technicality in the restaurant business because, like these most people aren't covered. Most but,
0: people don't get the benefits like that. So I guess the bigger companies that you know, like the, like the the liquor companies, can give them all the benefits that they need. But. uh you know, furloughed means you're not getting paid. You just have also benefits. too they like
1: their their minimum wage of fourteen dollars, or what a fifteen dollars is 15 now? now. Fifteen now, As their minimum July. wage pales in comparison to their tips. If, if if a waiter has four tables in one hour, and most of your average bills can be like in the hundreds, hundred you know, hundred fifty, two hundred. a job on a good group. It's a that's stripper money. It's a good job. That's, that that is, that is that is that is like that like. You don't care about your check you get from your employer as a waiter, yeah. like that's a that's yeah, a yeah, bonus, you, and you, you go and you yeah. go to the Apple Store with that that's free money, and and, and that's and that's the money you don't even think about because you you most I see bartenders it, full, they just
0: live off their cash.
1: I'd say a good bartender at a good pop place, all around the country, all around the country, all around all around most of Los Angeles and Southern California, yada yada, all the good places. I'd say a bartender usually walks between three and eight hundred dollars, sometimes more. Oh, yeah. Sometimes more, but it's usually right in that sweet spot of like three hundred ish on a three four hundred on a good night. And then there's those whales that come in and start dropping dimes, and and you know, and yep. then there's and but there's also the bus boys too. What about the bus boys? Let's talk about them.
0: I mean, they're yeah, they they have a great job too, and you know they're the ones who work nonstop, more than one job two, three jobs just to provide for their family, send home money or whatever it is they yeah, have going on. There's the cooks,
1: there's sous chefs the uh, the line the line preparers and the hopefully, dishwashers
0: hopefully they were all legal because if anyone's illegal you know they're not able to
1: and so now that that economy that was, like, like I think the biggest employer or le- the the biggest employer of illegal immigrants in this country has to be the restaurant business would, would that be a, f- a fair yeah, again, guess the biggest employer in the country of illegal immigrants is the restaurant business I was that imagine. a fair guess
0: I, yeah I mean something along the, those okay, lines okay a
1: second to what farming
0: yeah, I, I, you know what I mean, I but, but but yeah. that's
1: still illegal to do, and sure. both and most all your all of your employees were legal, yeah. hopefully. No, they were. Yeah, yeah, and, because it's illegal not to. It's yeah. illegal to hire an illegal. But I know there are so many many restaurants that do because they just want to help someone get a footing and that's what america is all about it's about coming in here and having a chance at the bottom and sure. sometimes you don't have your all your all your chickens in line right away when you right when you get here but hey but it's the least, right
0: mentality it's yeah, like at, i'll do whatever it takes let me know what i can do
1: and i want that guy as my employer if i was going to employ sure. somebody that's what we want that's the hungriest best working employer you can possibly have yeah
0: there's always that same people say you hire for attitude and teach for aptitude you know it's you've got a good attitude you can teach anyone go anywhere what is that get the right people on the bus it doesn't matter where you're going so yeah people coming in willing to bus or do dishes or the grunt work as it is um
1: is there any sort of things you can you tell your own employees that are inspiring like i we can we can say to any other waitresses and bartenders and and line chefs and anybody like you know um that lost their job because as, as an owner of a restaurant group, I know you feel extremely bad for all your employees, but like, I want to hear some some inspirational, like, is there something that like, Hey, you are working for them. Like I got you.
0: No, I think, you know what, moving forward, I think we have an opportunity to kind of recreate everything, you know, dining scene and the restaurant business won't exist as it did in the past, but it could be a new, even better form of what it was. And so, it can be an opportunity to better ourselves, to make our jobs better for employees, to make them, you know And also
1: too, I, I feel like I feel like, you know, some of the some of the your road dogs, like the ones that don't leave and the times are bad, they're gonna move up and they're gonna be your next manager. Oh, for I'm sure. sure you how you've I'm sure you've seen some of your employees step up to the plate, right?
0: No, I mean in um, you know, right when it started, you could uh, you could even tell who was really into it, you know, people emailing or texting, you know, if there's anything I can do to help, let me know what it is. And I, you know, I'm here to help, or and it was really, yeah, really good to be here, gonna here gonna that they your cared road about dog. us. They're yeah, going to be your I mean, road dogs. They, they were and, willing to do, the, and, you know, the nitty gritty, and when everyone was down. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and like, and now when things are starting to come back a little bit, you know, the I mean, they get the first pick of the shift
0: for sure. You know
1: what I mean? They're oh, they, sure. they're running their squad. No, they're doing I a mean, thing. It, you know,
0: you, you get onto it. You you build a different level of rapport, and you become a different. You know, you have a different relationship than just. Uh, employee employers you know look at co-workers and you kind of would do anything for each other it's it's more of a family yeah that's good but that's the beauty of the restaurant business too you know you find those people you spend a lot of time with you're doing a lot of drinking or hanging out or going out it's just kind of the nature of the beast and that's What gets people really, really close?
1: All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Exactly. That's what the restaurant business is in a nutshell. It is, it is a that's half full of responsible managers that have kids, or managers that are like, you know, get off the rails a little bit with their fam, with like their their restaurant family. I've seen groups of restaurant, you know, uh, restaurant lifers they're the best drinkers i've ever seen in my entire life like yeah. you know those guys you see those, that squad that forms within your restaurant and they always go out together yeah it's always it's, crazy and they but they have the, but then when thursday friday saturday rolls around sunday they work their asses off and then come monday you see them at the dive bar down the oh, street yeah. and then bring in other people to your restaurant as well
0: and i they, mean they're it's they're always working you know that's one of the things that i really appreciate is that you, you get to see people you work with out there and they're proud of where they work and they talk about what they're doing and they really kind of take it on as a, um, you know, uh, almost as a a hobby of theirs, you know, something that they truly love, like,
1: professional drinkers, yeah, you
0: know, but it, you know, they get really into it and you can, you know, brew your own beer, you people get really into wine, people get into cooking and I think it's all really cool because that's what separates, you know, our business from a lot of the other businesses out there.
1: Yeah. And I like, you know, I always meet the staff of all these restaurants and bars and nightclubs I worked at. And they're some of the coolest people. They're always the fun ones. Well,
0: don't they say everyone needs to work in the service industry at least once in their life? Yes. And I, I truly believe that because yes. it's, it's a humbling thing. You, you 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 cannot have an ego in the, in the restaurant business because it's. Dude. More about what the other person wants. If you look at them as the boss, you know yeah. I always try to imagine that I'm not really the boss. it's the, the always, guest of ours? It I it always
1: is. treated every restaurant and bar I worked with as if it's my nightclub. So sure. so, well, so that's I've gotten
0: a I've successful. Yeah,
1: I've got, I've gotten a lot of trouble because I would yell at managers because I would know the owner, but the oh, I'm working for the owner, not the manager. Right. But if I see the manager slacking or like or like these or like he's not running his staff tight, like if I if I'm looking down and I get and I, I get a bottle service. Some you know, a good friend of mine, and you know he's, well, probably, you make the most he's probably spending the, the most money, and I and I see the table dirty or something like that, and I'll yeah. I'll, be, I'll be like why I'll be like why is this I'm like you're to get you guys this is for the better but of that's all of because us
0: because you have the insider knowledge you've been there yeah. you've you've been on the inside and and done the dirty work
1: and and like so there's been times like I, you know I yell at managers I'm like I'm like I'm like this light should be here this monitor's out. Um, this speaker's out, this one's low, your sub is broken, this thing's busted, right, right. and I'm creating work for them and they're getting all butt hurt. So I, I, I create a lot of risk with a lot of the guys, a lot of people I work with because I'm, I'm treating it like it's my business and when I'm around and I'm not seeing people keep their shit tight, I, it, it makes me shit. because if, if my set's perfect tight Sure, but and, it's and the reflection of you. And because they're, they're making me promote these things. So if I'm promoting this place, I want to be to like, be dude, I'm sticking product. my neck out to bring my friends here and their table's dirty. Like clean that shit up. Yeah.
0: Clean yep. that shit up. It's the little things that make make a big difference. So yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, and, and my friends are like, wow, it sounds like shit in here. I'm like, why would I want a DJ at a place that sounds like shit? I'm right. like, I'm like, we need to get these speakers. Because no one's gonna lights. think
0: about the place. It sounds horrible. They're no. gonna be like, Richard's, no, two a, Richard's a terrible DJ.
1: Yeah, there's two things. It's the smell of the place and what it sounds like. Big deal. Dude, are you ever walk into a place and be like,
0: "Woof, faunchy? Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> smells super faunchy. Yeah, I'm not into that, man. No. Fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know that is the grossest. On. Are you
0: crazy! Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I walked in the restaurants. Before. I walked in the DJ booths, and they have been in terrible shape. But then I walked in DJ booths, and they're so tight. They're so clean. Yeah. And uh, and like, and the sound is perfect, and and it makes people. Well,
0: it, there's something that says, it says something about the people who take pride in. Every little detail, and you know, do everything to the to the nth degree. And yeah, me, to, me
1: and you took a couple rides of guitar, trying to get those QSCs. Hell yeah! Yeah, you gotta get those nice speakers. Me and Justin used nice to go. And we used to, me and Justin used to go on runs to uh, when I was on vinyl and I was DJing at his place, Town in Manhattan Beach. Currently, yep. currently NB Post. That's right. What years? What years were you the manager of Town?
0: It's um, a great question. So moved here in two thousand and one. I Shout out to Jeff
1: Belandi, Holler, homeboy, give me him f- out. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Jeff Belandi gave me his gave me my first job when I was fifteen at his Mexican food restaurant called Los Olas in Hermosa Beach, and uh, the, the other um, owners of that restaurant consisted of Fletcher from Pennywise, um, Chris oh. Pike, and and Eric muana Olympic gold medalist. And those are my first four bosses I've ever had in my entire life. It was a punk rock frontman, uh, guitarist. It was, gold, it, it was a gold. It was a gold medalist group. um uh, uh, volleyball Baller. player who just won the gold, by the way. He and he was I was playing volleyball myself, so he was a god to me. Yeah. Uh, there's a restaurantpreneur, um uh, uh Jeff Belandi, um, who was like the Oh well, Chris Pike was a yeah, and, pretty and, much the and same. then Chris Pike was also they, they used to run uh
0: Las Palmas. Las
1: Palmas in Hollywood. Chris Pike is, is doing and DJ his, AM used to DJ, and DJ AM. And DJ, yeah, that's when I I actually met DJ AM on, on I think it was Jeff Belandi's birthday. We all met at town and we all went to uh, we all went to LAX yep. on a Sunday yep. and it was a banana split. And <laughs> Jason Persley sat me in the DJ booth with DJ AM, and I was sitting in DJ AM's DJ booth, smelling his farts, breaking them off. And my homeboy Jason Persley, is yeah, Jason Persley's like, this is my boy. He's coming up. He's DJing in South Bay. I'm like, yo, what up?
0: What up? <laughs> Persley's always a, a huge hype man. Yeah, yeah. you Got to love that guy. So, uh, yeah, Nothing we all but took, but we all took a Persley. we all took
1: a limo out there. I remember. Yeah, you know, that. that was crazy. Okay, and then so and so we all came back to town after hours. I was fun, Me and Justin were cooking, cooking steak. Yep. making quesadillas. Yep.
0: So, I, so to answer your original question, I guess the timing was right around like 2006. I started working there, managing there, and then when Jeff moved to open up Dragon down in Hermosa Beach, that's when I bought him out and became Kevin Barry's partner.
1: I miss Grandpa Barry. He was also my boss at some, at some point in Sangria when I was DJing. At my first club DJ gig ever I was 17 years old at Sangria in high school. All the 16 Street Boys, all that. <laughs> that squad.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's another good dude who's been in the business for a long, long time. You know, just a good, good dude.
1: Yeah, and um, so, yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, I don't just, know, dude. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. Um, well, I just wanted to um, give you guys a...
0: Up Thanks to- for rapping out with me, bro. Yeah,
1: an up-to-date, what's going on in the service industry, how it's Go affecting... Go out and
0: support everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. DoorDash. Just remember, guys. DoorDash doesn't support all the
0: restaurants. They take thirty-five percent typically. Luckily, Santa Monica actually put a cap on it at fifteen percent. But it's still hard to to make some money when that's not your typical yeah. revenue stream. Remember,
1: like you know, Tipsy Chef is an experiential dining experience. Let <laughs> I mean, check is that, it out. Is that that, am, am I writing copy for you right now? An experiential dining experience. I
0: think you're just reading yeah. off my website. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, which I think some of those pictures are on there. Oh, not the new one of oh, the Bicker Morty But, But nah. hey, I've, I've taken tons of food pictures. You're taking some this. great pictures and, for us. And uh, shout out to Chef Laurent.
0: Laurent's in Kansas City still. Yeah. But we like got he, uh, Andrew, Chef Drew Adams, Chef Drew and Adams and Harrison Murray. Uh they head up the culinary team, if you will, of two. And I to can't three tell you guys people. this
1: food is so good you can't just dine out with it you have to go in and this is the economy that we're yeah. we, we are forgetting about is we are forgetting about all the waitresses the bartenders the line chefs the sous chefs Yeah, i mean everybody dishwashers. you know and, and
0: that's the that's the we're, thing is you gotta you gotta just escape from your house you know just for a little peace of mind go out Mix it up with some they, people. Stop staring at the same four walls all day, locked in your house. Yeah, come out, dine outside.
1: They they have the outside dining up. there. It's a really big patio, and it's actually enclosed from the outside world, so you're not sitting on a street. Yeah, it's actually probably one of the most nicest dining out dining a-
0: out. Yeah, areas. we're really lucky with that. That
1: huge little area with yeah, that front it's, area.
0: Frank Gehry designed whole complex. Yeah, and it's we've beautiful got that in in that interior courtyard, which is. Awesome with us set back in there. So we still have the patio, the courtyard, and we're actually got some of those parking spots out front right now also. Yeah, that's good. Um, And then I was
1: going to say, so yeah, go out and support. uh, Brocess Restaurant Group. Um, They are amazing. If you guys ever want to uh, check out their website, what is the website?
0: BRG-LA.com. Yeah. All right, cool. TipsyChef-SM.com. Yeah, and
1: TipsyChef on Instagram, tipsy.chef.
0: Tipsy.chef.
1: Yep. And cool. and you guys can check us out at I Don't Know Dude Podcast. Spell I-D-U-N-N-O. And um, that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Holler at your boy. Yeah.